When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Zero Ducks Daily on day one million of the ICC Men's Cricket 50 over World Cup. I'm Daniel Norcross and I am alone once more. Finney has broken his back, not literally, but it's not a good way. Toby's smashed in Belfast. Sal is wandering around watching football. And I haven't got the faintest idea where to start. Although what I would say is... Light beacons from Land's End to John O'Groats via Channel Islands, the Scilly Isles, the Isle of Man and throughout the Septic Isle of this great United Kingdom. For England have finally extinguished hope and for that we must be delighted. It's over, boys. There was a moment, a deliciously awful moment, around two-thirds of the way through today when Pakistan won an impossible game against New Zealand. What an extraordinary achievement that is for them. Chaos. They do embrace it so, so well. They did it on Duckworth Lewis and it meant that through a not entirely implausible sequence of events, England were still in with a chance. And just as they were in with a chance, they'd done Australia. They'd bowled them out for 286. They had a really chaseable target in Ahmedabad where the dew was coming down, where bowling second was going to be an absolute nightmare. England surely this time against their old foe would be determined, would be there. All the brick bats, all the nastiness that had been thrown at them, they were going to put together a performance with the bat to get them over really quite a modest target of 287 against a bowling attack that's pretty good but far from remarkable and then what that would do was lift the spirits of Afghanistan and Pakistan and indeed England themselves who with two games left to go against the Netherlands, that's right and Pakistan could strangely almost have found a way to qualification as long as New Zealand were then to lose to Sri Lanka, it would have relied on net run rate it was entirely implausible it was never going to happen But it was hope, and that hope, we hate the hope. The hope, the tiny statistical possibility, and praise be, our boys did not let us down. They found a way to turn a chase of 287 in Ahmedabad into a mountain to climb. They did it with the very first ball of the innings. Johnny Bairstow, a tiny feather down the leg side. How often have we seen that in this World Cup? Is it bad luck? It probably is bad luck, but it's happened more often than you would care to imagine. David Milan's had a couple of those. Bairstow's had some unfortunate dismissals. Root has been caught at leg slip. It seems to happen a little too often, though, for it to be bad luck. Can you have that much bad luck in a tournament, or does it become something a bit more than bad luck? Anyway, it was what it was. They crawled. Joe Root... A tiny edge that only Marnus Labashain heard. Of all the people, you'd never believe Marnus Labashain, would you? It's definitely out, mate. It's definitely out. No one ever listens to Marnus Labashain for once. 
Pat Cummins did, and that was the end of Joe Root, his rather dismal World Cup continues. I think he averages 5.83 when he bats in the power play in something like the last year and a half. I saw a tweet to that effect, which seems extraordinary, doesn't it? It also suggests that England's opening pairing has not been able to get Root to a point when he is going to score the runs that he traditionally has in one-day cricket. He's got a very good record, incidentally. We are talking about some exceptionally fine players. Ben Stokes made a really good fist of it. He was relatively ably supported here and there before they sort of fell apart in the usual way that they have fallen apart. It was pretty grim stuff. Poor old Joss Butler. What a player. So hideously out of form. I guess the pressure of being a captain of a side in such an abysmal state has got to him. It was ghastly. It was another loss. But it was strangely relieving. We'd all known that England were out of this tournament. We've known it for some time. And yet, because of Pakistan, their cruel ways, winning against New Zealand in an extraordinary game I'll come to shortly, that meant that there was just this tiny, gossamer, thin thread. But we were released. We were released from that agony. I want to go back to the very beginning, though, to selection. Because... I remain entirely puzzled. I'd suggested earlier today that I didn't quite understand why Mark Wood, a man who has needed, we've been told, careful management shouldn't be playing back-to-back games. He's played every game. Gus Atkinson was left out, a man who performed magnificently in the only game he's played against South Africa. He played that last over against South Africa with something else. Picked up a couple of wickets, said he went for 60-odd runs when... South Africa scored 399, had a good old biff with a bat down the bottom. But no, we'll give Wood another go. Ben Stokes, England were out of the World Cup. They were effectively out of the World Cup. Even that tiny scintilla of hope meant that they would have had to have won their last three games with an enormous margin. And they never looked like winning a game if they weren't playing Bangladesh, let alone ones by an enormous margin. So why is a man that we're being told is having a knee operation being kept in the side in those circumstances instead of Harry Brook, who's been given a multi-year contract and I guess he's going to be playing for England quite a lot over the next few years. He might even be around long enough for the next time England come back and play a World Cup in India. Would it have been a good idea for him to play some games, especially against Australia? Apparently not. Didn't make any sense. And then the one that People would see as a bit more controversial. They'd imagine it was with my Surrey hat on. Sam Curran. Should he not have played instead of David Willey? I'll explain my thinking here. David Willey has played better than Sam Curran in this World Cup. No doubt about it. He's performed creditably with the ball, but he did announce his retirement from international cricket. He's not been given a contract by England. Sam Curran has been given a multi-year contract by England. He's considerably younger, and he is not. You might therefore have noticed retired from international cricket. So, would it not have made sense for him to play instead? Three players left out that have all been given contracts by England, who are all young, who are all going to be part of this one-day setup going forward, in place of a 35-year-old who's been hit around the park and needs looking after in Mark Wood. David Williams retired from international cricket, the man who needs a knee operation. Didn't make any sense at all. But then nothing that England have done in this World Cup has made any sense. It's been part of the fun, hasn't it? 
if they were going to lose, then it was better that they lose in such extraordinary fashion. There's no what-ifs. There's no what-might-have-beens. There's just, my God, we were here when that absolute immolation took place. And I say yet again that I feel for these players. It cannot be fun. They are great players, many of them the greatest that England will ever have in one-day cricket. We've seen it before in the 2013-14 Ashes when that great England test team fell apart. To Mitchell Johnson, likes of Jonathan Trott, Graham Swan, careers ended, Kevin Peterson. It is what it is, but to Pakistan. Now they have come from nowhere, are gone as the chairman of selectors, gone as chairman of selectors' nephew, Imam Al-Haq. A whole new Pakistan has emerged. It didn't look like it to start with as New Zealand, coming off the back of three losses, went over 400, over 400, but it's Bengaluru. It's a good old pitch to bat there. It's quite a small ground as well. Still, 400 is going to be too much for Pakistan, isn't it? Fakaza man, overlooked at the start of the tournament, comes in and whacks 11 sixes, 126 not out. The rain probably is what got Pakistan over the line. They might have got to 402, 403 anyway, but they batted so well at the top that when the rain came, they were ahead of Duckworth Lewis. And in so doing, they're now level on points with New Zealand. New Zealand, who started, played 4-1-4, now played 8-1-4, lost 4. Afghanistan are right back in the mix. They play against Australia, where I am here in Mumbai. They can't possibly beat Australia, can they? Well, why not? Why not? Let's believe it. It's a three-horse race for the fourth spot. If Pakistan get through, it changes everything. India will probably finish top, notwithstanding that they've got to play South Africa tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this, I dare say. That will change where they play. That could be out in Kolkata, because if India play against Pakistan, it'll have to take place in Kolkata. Otherwise... Look, New Zealand could still get through. They've got a last game to play against Sri Lanka. I'm looking forward to commentating that one, as I am Australia and Afghanistan. If they beat Sri Lanka, their net run rate will probably see them through. Unless the Afghans pull off two extraordinary wins against Australia and South Africa. We thought this World Cup was done and dusted. We thought it was moribund. 15 matches ago, well, it has sprung back into a kind of strange zombie life. There's possibilities there's hopes for other countries and i wish them all the best of luck with those hopes because hope hope brutally distinguished by england has made for such a more comfortable evening to everyone else you poor sods thank you thank you for listening and good night Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Podcast Network.